from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Do not be afraid. Courage is contagious. What an amazing interview that was with James O'Keefe from Project Veritas at CPAC 1 earlier this year. Seems like a lifetime ago. Welcome to Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, always looking through these red, white, and blue lenses. Unless I've got headaches from looking at a screen too long, and then of course I'll wear some different glasses. But either way, folks, thank you for, you know what, I just want to say right now, this has been the most incredible journey of my life. It has really been the most incredible journey of my life. Not only has it been a journey with Jesus over the last five, six years, but it's also been a journey with all of you. It's also been a journey to save America. It's been a journey to get all the courage that I can, muster up all the courage that I can from Almighty God and show others how to have courage. we got a guest today on the show, Ryan Kelly, another amazing patriot running for governor of Michigan. Again, this is all about exposing the fraud, exposing the liars, exposing the corruption, getting to the truth, standing up for America. And the if, if the one problem that we have going forward in, in, into 2022, 2024, exposing COVID, exposing the, the big lie, which was, which was uh, the, the Democrats actually winning the election against Trump, it, in order to do that, folks, we can't stop. We have to keep moving forward. We have to keep fighting. We have to every single day, okay, okay, what's the fight today? God, give me the energy and fight. Look at what Project Veritas is doing single-handedly. Now, one thing that he said all the way back in this interview, one thing that he said was, it doesn't matter if they ban you, content is king. And if the, if the story is worthy, it'll get out there. Yesterday, Project Veritas dropped big time big time truth bombs and were major blows to the left and what happened he was immediately the video was taken down on Instagram and Facebook and he's constantly being hit and suspended by Twitter but yet it's trending on Twitter why because the content is truth why do you think real america's voice news OAN, RSBN, Newsmax. Why do you think that they're seeing two, three, four, five hundred percent increases? Why do you think that publication companies like the Gateway Pundit, Epic Times, The Federalist, Citizen Free Press, uh, Revolver.news, GNews.org, why do you think they're seeing the same rise? Because people are sick and tired of the same old, same old, suit and tie, run around, political dancing answers. And they want truth from an American person that they can look at and go, you know what, I trust that guy. I trust that girl. I trust them. I'm going to talk, I'm going to, I'm going to watch them from now on because they seem to say what I'm thinking. They seem to show what I'm looking for. And it's always the truth. Period. It's always the truth. So I'm going to show you a majority of that video today that has been banned but in the meantime let's do some shout outs real quick like we always do and i'd also like to ask for prayers 
for Rosa Catalano. Now, Rosa is the one who uh, purchased some protective gear for me in case somebody tries to uh, shoot me walking out of my studio someday. And she dropped a pretty penny to be able to do that. She's looking to protect me and my family. We're going to ask for prayers for her today because she lost both of her parents um, within the last year. And she's dealing with some personal issues right now as well. And she sent me a, a text message right before I got on air asking for prayer. So I'm going to ask for you all to pray for Rosa. Pray for Rosa. And just keep her in your thoughts and, and send out that joy to her. It doesn't matter where you live in this world. Send them out. She'll receive them through the grace of God. Through the grace of God. Uh, did you get my message on Telegram regarding a new potential candidate and governor for PA? I actually did see that this morning, and I'll get back to you as well. I'd like to say, let me know where you're from. I want to say hello to some people here. So it looks like we've uh, we've got, of course, Angel Girl 53 is watching. Ricky, uh, Rick Lilly uh, sending prayers. So God bless you for that, Rick. I appreciate that. Darlene from Florida, prayers to Rosa. God bless you, and thanks for doing that. Linda from Wild Wonderful West Virginia. God bless you, Linda. It's good to see you on here today. Who do we, who else we got in here? Uh, more. So th these, these, this text and rumble goes so quick. <laughs> it's so amazing. Sharon in Texas, God bless you. I appreciate you for joining in today as well. Uh, let's see. We've got Penny from Northern California. James from SoCal. Good to see you, James. God bless you. Laura Britton. Britain from? Britain from, I think that said. Went too fast. Jennifer from Tennessee, and of course, Kate, Kat, Bobby, Chick, Caterlin. Good morning. I'm assuming that's multiple people. Either way, God bless you, and good morning. And you guys, thank you so very much for praying for Rosa. Um, it's, it's, it's really important to me that you do so. She's very, very close to me. I'd also like to read you an email before we get to the verse of the day that I got this morning, and I just thought it, it should be read. Because it's showing courage. And you know what? When you show courage, because of the things that have been exposed, that's what I titled the show today. Expose it all. Expose it all. Expose the truth on everything, and that is how we win this war. Well, this morning I sent out a newsletter that's titled, It Has to Hurt If It's to Heal. And I got an email back from Stephanie Kelly, who's probably watching right now. God bless you, Stephanie. And this is what she, she sent me in an email this morning. I don't know why this made me cry. That's, how she, that's the first thing she said. Before I read anymore, let me tell you why it made you cry. Because you are close to God. Because you hear the gospel and it moves you emotionally to tears. Whether those are good tears or bad tears. That's why it made you cry. Because you are, you are lock in step with Jesus and that should make you happy. That should put a smile on your face. Let me move on. I'm so scared yet so excited. I'm pulling my kids out of school today to start homeschooling, she says. I'm so scared that the school in Washington will deny me my right. The school is like that. They think they know better for our kids in this school. That's why I'm pulling them out. I'm tired of them ruling over my kids and not listening to my kids. One of my kids gets headaches. And I get a phone call every day. Once a day to give him meds for his headache. What do they do? They throw it away and let him go back to class. Then why did you call me, she said, and have me go all the way down there if you were just going to do that? I'm tired of it. The school in Washington is still wearing masks, and I asked my son, how many kids are in the nurse's office with headaches? He told me there's a lot of them, Mom. And the same thing happens. They call the parents, and they do nothing. This has to stop. Thank you, Jeremy, for letting me vent. I know you're a very busy man, but you're a parent, 
and I know you would understand the struggle I'm going through with this. Can't wait to see your show today to give me strength that I am in so need of right now. Stephanie, I am so, so happy for you. I am so happy that you are taking the necessary step to protect your children, even at the cost of maybe disrupting your entire life and their entire life. But you know what you're doing? You're doing what is best for them, regardless of what the school thinks, regardless of what even they think. You know what? A lot of times my children go back to their their moms, my first two children, they go back to their moms, and they're constantly trying to play both sides. And I keep trying to tell their mother, look, stop trying to be their best friend. They are young. They don't have the capacity to understand the best thing for them. You do. You are their parent. So parent like a parent. And that is exactly what you're doing, Stephanie. You are doing what is best for your children. And I applaud that, no matter how hard it is. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not done so yet, please reach down and hit that rumble button. Please hit that rumble button. And please, please share the video. If I can get, there's 3,700 people watching on Rumble right now. If I can get each one of you to share at least once, at least once, that should bring all of the audience back that can't seem to find the show. Please do that for me. I would appreciate that. And again, thank you for all the Rumble rants today. I have a meeting with the contractor. They're getting all the material today. Whoever knows how much that's going to cost. And they're going to start doing working on the studio today. And then we're going to get the Real America's Voice production team up here right away. As soon as that's done, to start outfitting the studio the correct way. So that we can get into that next stage of, of, of quality. That Live from America, that God continues to bless here on Live from America. Not a single, not a single minute of the day do I, do I think that I deserve this. And then I remember, you all deserve it. And it's all for you. So I just want to say thank you all for including me in this and, and, and letting me be the guy that brings you the truth every single day. Let's move to the Lord's Prayer, shall we? Because it's, it's very important that we, uh, we continue to push God in the front of everything. Again, I put, it has to hurt if it's to heal. And the verse of the day comes from Hebrews, Hebrews 12, 11 through 14. Hebrews 12, 11 through 14, which reads, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy without holiness no one will see the Lord. <laughs> it has to hurt if it's to heal, huh? All right. I titled this, It Has to Hurt If It's to Heal, because as Christians, we know that we will never live what we perceive in society to be a perfect life. Yet, we are the most joyful, happy people on the planet, despite all the hate, all the anger and disgust that comes our way. We are laughed at. We are mocked. And we sacrifice so much in the flesh to follow the wonderful word, word of Christ. However, what we gain in God is far more than we could ever lose in the flesh. Amen? Before my wife and I started our journey with Jesus, I asked her once if she ever knew any Christian families while growing up. She said she had. 
I then asked her if she ever knew any Christian families that had bad lives or were always sad or upset. She thought about it and then said no. Actually, they were all way too happy every day. Too happy? Hmm. I think she was trying to say, I think what she was trying to say is that they were joyful. However, you don't know what joy is until Christ has entered your life. You just don't. Even having children, ladies and gentlemen, isn't as joyful as being in a relationship with your Lord and Savior. I could promise you that. We must go through the trials and suffer at times. Jesus suffered and sacrificed everything for us. And in turn, we share the same fate. They say iron sharpens iron, and going through tough times builds you up and makes you better in the long run. As Christians, we do our best to hand over the times of trials and suffering to Jesus. When the hard times are over, we can actually see how he handled it for us, and we can then preach to others who may be going through the same thing. When we do, we always have to give them the remedy. The remedy is the gospel. We all... We are all going through very hard times at the moment. Maybe more than at any other time in our lives. These are the moments for us to truly shine and show God what His handiwork has produced. Soldiers for God. Draped in the full armor of God. Ready to bring more souls out of damnation and closer to the narrow path that we all walk every day. Now is the time for us to show the full power and mercy of the one true God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now you tell me that's not powerful? You tell me that's not powerful? God chick says, Jeremy, you are part prophet, part pastor, hip-hop singer, and 100% truth teller. You're, you have various callings, but truth finder and reporter, you are excellent at that. God bless you for it. Well, thank you very much. I don't know if I deserve or even have uh, need all those titles. Um, all I am is growing, just like you, uh, just like every one of you. I'm growing. I'm growing in the spirit every single day. And it truly is the best thing I've ever seen or been a part of in my entire life. I'm so very grateful. I'm so, so, so very grateful. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's say the Lord's Prayer all together. Let your mop fall out, no matter what it looks like. Don't worry about your flesh. Don't worry about the way you look. Look at the way I look right now. I look horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say the Lord's Prayer out loud, very loud, for God to hear it, for everyone to hear it. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And I just seen a comment from Tybar. Tybar. I was wondering if I could get a prayer today. I'm going into my third chemo today and getting ready for surgery. I'm very anxious. I trust in God above all things. I love your shows. Well, you know what, Lord and Heavenly Father? Lord, please, please drape Tybar in an armor of God. Be there for him. I assume it's a him. Be there for them as they enter into surgery. Lord, we know that your healing powers are far abundant, far in abundance, 
and far better than any man-made medicine. Lord, we just ask that you protect, watch over, and heal as they go through surgery today. Amen. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. And we got a special guest today from Michigan, Ryan Kelly, running for governor there as well. Man, we're meeting a lot of great people, a lot of great people standing up and finally wanting to get to the bottom of everything, which is the truth, expose it all, take over and take this government, take this country, and take the red, white, and blue back. It's truly incredible. I want to start out today by giving the Smarty Award. So let's go ahead and play the drum roll effect, shall we? September 21st. Year of our Lord, 2021. Smarty Award is going to go to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. I told you I'd play you the video. A lot of people have not seen the video. It is still on YouTube, which is weird. However, Instagram and Facebook said it violated their community standards, which in, in turn, because they want to keep people safe. This video is exposing the risk that this vaccine has if you take this vaccine. If you take any of these vaccines, the risk that is associated with taking this vaccine from these ER doctors' mouths is so great and is so underreported that it's really a crime against humanity to force people to take this shot. To approve this shot by the FDA is even worse. It's even worse. You're lying to people and you're shutting doctors up for coming forward to expose the truth. But you guess what? God works in such mysterious and such miraculous ways that you can never stop the truth from coming out. You will not stop what's coming. If it's one thing that I will quote Q and the QAnon uh, community is that you can't stop what's coming. You can't stop what's coming. It's the truth. The truth will always come out. It will always set you free. And it will always, always hold the people accountable who tried to hide the truth, get around the truth, or manipulate you into believing that it wasn't the truth. That it was all lies. Let's bring up this video and show you guys exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I want to say viewer discretion advised because you're going to hear the S word in this video. Uh, but I don't think uh, I don't think it's anything that anybody hasn't heard. However, I know that there's young children who watch this show, so please, if you have them in the room and you don't want them to hear the S word, then please. Have them leave the room now. There's your viewer discretion. Uh, here we go. This is pretty incredible. This is the video that is being taken down everywhere from James O'Keefe. Well, let's get that back up there, shall we? Here we go. Right. Where are you? Right here. Here we go. The government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of, is full of shit. Tell us about who this person is. Dr. Gonzalez is one of our emergency room doctors at Phoenix Indian Medical Center. And she's a federal employee? Correct. 
Now you got this guy in room four who got his second dose of vaccine mm -hmm. um, on Tuesday, has been short of breath. Is he's got myocarditis? Yes. All oh, this is bullshit. I, and and now, now let's see. Probably myocarditis due to the vaccine. Right. But now they're not going to blame the vaccine. Well, and you know what? But he has an obligation to report that, doesn't he? They are not reporting. Right. Because they want to shove it under the, yeah. under the, 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 the mat. What patient was she referring to? She was uh, referring to that patient, that 30-something-year-old patient that had congestive heart congestive failure. Congestive heart failure. And in that particular patient's case, it was not reported. No. May I see your badges? You're Jody O'Malley, the Department of Health and Human Services. This is the United States government identification. I'm looking at the CDC website. It says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. One of those would be uh, congestive heart failure. That's a huge one. Were there other instances that they they didn't report? Oh, I've seen dozens of people come in with an adverse reaction. Yeah, it's really sad. She had just come back from surgery, from leave. So what are we looking at here? You're looking at me transferring her um, to uh, a higher level of care that could handle her condition. And this is a, col a colleague at your hospital who got sick. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. And she was coerced into taking it. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? It's not what a lot of people would do. They're scared, they're afraid. Are you afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid because my faith lies in God and not man. This is evil at the, the highest level. You have the FDA, you have the CDC, that are both supposed to be protecting us. Are you afraid they're going to retaliate against you? Yeah. I'm a federal employee. What other federal employees do you see coming out? But you put your faith in God. Amen. The government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of shit. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. She was coerced into taking they it. They are not reported because they want to shove it on the map. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? Are you afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid. My faith lies in God and not man. My name is Jody O'Malley and I'm a master's prepared registered nurse. Well, first of all, your hospital is run by HHS, correct? I work for Health and Human Services um, with a Indian Health Services branch for the Native Americans. You, you, these are federal employees? Yes. I know we work for the government. So, I mean, the main thing is we have to follow. I know. I mean, that's another thing. I don't know how much longer I'll be here. <laughs> Here. I know. Are the policies and administrators coming directly from the federal government? Yes. The problem in here is they are not doing the studies. People that had it, you right. know, and the people that have been uh, uh, vaccinated, they're not doing any um, antibody testing. Now you got this guy in room four who got his second dose of vaccine mm -hmm. um, on Tuesday, has been short of breath. 
okay? Now his BNP is elevated, D-dimer elevated, ALT, oh. all his liver enzymes are elevated. And now, now let's see. Probably myocarditis due to the vaccine. Right, but now they're not going to blame the vaccine. Well, and you know what? But he has an obligation to report that, doesn't he? Oh, it yes. happened, right? What is it? 60 days after, if you see anything? Uh, they have got to. But they how many people report. are reporting? They are not reporting. Right. Because they want to shove it under the... Yeah under the, 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 the map. In this instance with Dr. So I'm going to pause that right there, and we can go back to that in a little bit. Um, but it, it, it's amazing, folks. And I know a lot of people have said that they've been trying to watch this, and they have not been able to watch it um, because the video will just keep spinning, or they'll press play and it'll go to a black screen, or Facebook, Instagram, whatever platform will just remove remove it. I would guarantee you that by the end of this week, YouTube and Twitter will also remove this because they say it will cause people harm. Now, another thing that we're not talking about, you guys, is that other countries, when people come in with COVID symptoms or when people come in and, and they're unable to breathe or they're, or they're having severe um, uh, complications or, or even reactions to the vaccine, other countries... They, they, they do things for patients. They give them ivermectin. They give them uh, Regeneron. They give them hydroxychloroquine. They give them therapeutics and preventative drugs so that it will take down the, uh, the, the, the terrible experiences that these people are having with the vaccine or with the, with the, with the virus itself. That it'll, that it'll limit the, the, the pain that these people are in. We don't do that in the United States of America. They're not doing that. They're literally just making them get the vaccine, sending them home, and then telling them to quarantine, and when they're done, take the vaccine. You can't be here. You can't be here. Never in my lifetime would I have ever thought that I would actually see conspiracy theories come true. Never in my lifetime did I actually think that the, FD, the FDA, the FBI, the FEC, the FCC, the CIA, all these alphabet divisions would actually be as corrupt as they've turned out to be. Again, that video will prevent people from having harm come on to them, not cause harm to come on to them. We live in a world now where if you're suspended or banned from Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or any of the other large big tech companies, people know that you've told the truth. That you've told the truth. That is the important thing, folks. Truth, truth, truth. Now, I want to bring on my guest of the day, and my guest of the day today is Ryan Kelly, gubernatorial candidate for the great state of Michigan. Again, we've got a lot of great people out there getting up and saying, you know what, I've had enough. These are people that have lives. They have their own families. They have their own jobs. They have their own lifetime you know, uh, achievements and goals. And, and, and running for office was never part of the plan. It wasn't the part of the plan. It wasn't the part of my plan when I ran for county commissioner. Thank you, Shelly Rose, for the Rumble rant. God bless you for that. I appreciate you so much. But it's never part of the plan. But you know what? The one thing that Donald Trump said was, the best is yet to come. And the best is yet to come is people finally taking back the power from their state and federal governments. Because all the power resides in the individual, the free man and the free woman of this country. That is where the real power is. Those, 
Those rights that you are born with in this country that are given to you by God cannot be taken from anyone. And we've forgotten that over the last four or five decades. We've forgotten it. We just have. But now we're fighting back. Folks, I would love to introduce my next guest for you. And my next guest is none other than Ryan Kelly, gubernatorial candidate from the great state of Michigan. Ryan, are you there? How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well, Jeremy. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. I love those flags behind you there. That's the, the sign of a true American. Um, I don't know if you were watching the show prior to you coming on or not and what I was showing. What I was showing was the Project Veritas video that came out last night. Have you seen that? I watched most of it last night. I was actually in Hillsdale County at their Lincoln Day dinner over the weekend, and James O'Keefe was there. And he was sharing details about that video, and he also shared that that's not the only video that's going to be coming out. That's not the only whistleblower. There's more to come on this very topic, and that video was fantastic as well. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I love about James O'Keefe. He understands not only how to get to the truth, but he understands how to draw things out so that you're not just, so it's not just a one and done. And the fact that he said he's got thousands of whistleblowers who are in the medical field coming out um, is is incredible. I don't think there's there's a there's a an organization out there like Project Veritas. However, I think in the next year or two, you're going to see major comp- major businesses pop up everywhere that are doing following the model of James O'Keefe because truth is is the key to to winning everything. Truth is the key to winning this war we're in right now. I don't know if you believe it. I think we're in a civil war right now. It may not be the civil war that we're used to calling a civil war, but I believe we're in a civil war right now. What do you do you do you share that same uh, thought process as I do or information exchange is at an all-time accelerated rate because everything is at your fingertips with your devices, etc. And there's so much misinformation, disinformation. Anybody with a Twitter account is now a news source, and there's so much garbage to filter through. And those mainstream medias are feeding so much propaganda to the mainstream people that want to buy into that. It absolutely is a, it's a cultural war. It's an information war. And it's, it's happening real time with us right now in Michigan and across America and really globally, right? This communist global push is what we're seeing, and, and we're living it in real time. Yep, I agree. Well, let's talk about Michigan for a minute. You're obviously running for governor of Michigan. I've had other candidates on from the state, state of Michigan um, as well. And uh, we were talking about this before you came on, about people getting up and, and, and going outside their comfort zone to run for office because they want to save this country. It seems, from from our conversation that we've had, looking at the fact that you're a family man, you have five children just like myself, you obviously um, have your have your own goals, your own job. You're, you you are, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you you are a real estate broker. Um, so you you're you're the working class, into uh, citizen of this country. What made you say, you know what? I got to run for governor. What was it? What was the? Was it a number of things? Was it one thing that the final, you know, straw that broke the camel's back? What made you decide to to get into this, to this war this way? Everybody wants to be a lion until it's time to do the things that lions need to do. Mm. America right now is in distress. We have so many people elected to office that don't care about the Constitution, 
as you mentioned before you introduced me, they don't care about our unalienable rights that come from God. They don't care about doing the right thing. They have an ulterior motive and agenda as to what America is supposed to be. We're sick of the weak leaders. We're sick of the weak rhinos. We're sick of people not standing up for the people. And it's time to do the things that lions need to do in order to save Michigan, save America. And if we don't have good people that step up that are capable capable to do it, we lose everything. And so, yes, my wife and I have five kids and we're pregnant with our six. Mm, God bless. Another baby the way in the spring. That's exciting. Congratulations. American patriot on the way. But you know what? We look around us and we just see... Uh, we, we see America crumbling. We see Michigan crumbling. I mean, the, the incompetent governor that we have here, I put a post out the other day, you know, all the people that Whitmer killed in the nursing homes, was it incompetent or maliciousness? Either way, she's unfit for office. So many of those types of people that are elected to office. We need strong, no compromise people ready to step in and fight or we lose it all. So here I am. Yeah, well, that's great. And, and, and congratulations on the sixth kid. I can't even, that's a, that's a blessing from God. And it's, uh, it's a new journey. Every child is a new journey and you learn more. Every, you learn something new with every child you have because none of them are the same. I do have one question that keeps coming in from the audience. So I want to make sure I ask it before, uh, before their fingers bleed from typing the same question over and over again. Um, please ask Ryan what he's done since the beginning of COVID to help the state of Michigan um, and hold on how will he restore confidence in government in Michigan that's a, it's a great question number one and that's a long answer too but let me talk real quick about what I've done in 2020 and as a matter of fact um, I would encourage people to go onto my website and we actually have a, a blog post or a press release news article of all of the things that I've done in 2020. The April 30th rally, where we were there to encourage the Senate to vote no to extend Whitmer's emergency powers, that was a rally that I and another gentleman and a few other people had planned. Um, there were several other rallies around the state that we've done. Uh, there was a statue in Allendale where BLM was gonna come tear it down. Uh, myself uh, and a few other people planned a counter-protest, and we showed up armed, and we stood between BLM and Antifa from destroying the statue. Wow. The statue's still there to this day. Uh, so, you know, pr protecting American history then, before I even planned on running for governor, I'm protecting it now, and I'm protected as governor. Uh, I met with the FBI and the DOJ and brought a case to them of why they should arrest Whitmer, Nestle, and Benson, because they violated federal law. Um there, there's several other rallies we did in the fall last year. Uh, I was outside the TCF Center on November 3rd. I hosted the Stop the Steal rallies around the state. I was at the Save America rally on January 6th in Washington, D.C. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that I had done uh, previous to running for office, boots on the ground, out there, being a voice for the people, uh, and really standing up to these leftist bullies that are trying to destroy America. So I encourage people to go onto the website there and look for that news article, uh, the little blog post we did under the news section. And you can see a, a laid out list of everything that I did. Um, even last year, I put the business on hold and I went and hit the boot or uh, hit the ground running, making sure that we're out there fighting for America. And restoring confidence in government, right? Yeah, well, I mean... Well, just I, let me touch in on that real quick because it seems to me like uh, like you're doing every you're doing all the things that all of us are doing or want to do or trying to do. It seems like you're a regular everyday citizen who loves this country, loves the red, white, and blue, and you're out there proving it before you decided 
to run for office, which is you got to be able to stand on something, right? A lot of these candidates that are picked by the establishment, they have nothing to run on. They, the only thing they have to run on is money and, 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 and somebody who backs them, right? Whereas people like you and Joe Blystone and even Garrett, uh, running in your, Garrett Saldano running in your state, people like John Hickman, people like uh, Candace Taylor, these people don't have the big backing. They don't have the establishment support. But yet what they do have is the backing of the American people because you stood shoulder to shoulder with the American people. I think that's a good resume. I think what what you just explained is probably just a, a smidgen of what you've done and what and, and what you what you continue to do. So please, like he said, go check out his website for that um, for that blog section. Um, let me move on here to to COVID. Um, we know that Gretchen Whitmer has used COVID to have basically tyrannical powers in your state. We know that a lot of you guys have fought to limit her powers. Um, if you become governor of the great state of Michigan, is there anything that you will do on day one concerning COVID, masks, vaccine passports, vaccinations, any of that? What would you do day one or week one at pertaining to COVID-19 in Michigan? Look, from the very beginning, you know, I'm going to just real, real quick reference what Joe Biden said the other day. He says, this is no longer about freedom and personal choice. Now, even though he said that recently, that was the mentality of him and all these other uh, far radical leftist governors and other people enforcing this way back then. No longer about freedom and personal choice. Do as I say or else. It's time that people stand up and say, or else what? What are you going to do? Arrest us? What are you going to do? The people need to stand up. So. You know, day one, uh, no mask mandates, right? Any health department that wants to uh, enforce any of these mask mandates, masks on kids, uh, mandatory vaccinations, right? We will we will eliminate uh, all of those mandates. Those things uh, under Brian Kelly as Michigan's next governor will not stand uh, for even a minute, right? Individual risk assessment is what America is all about. People need to take that into consideration for themselves. Am I someone that might be high risk? Maybe I want to get the vaccination. It's available for you. Maybe you want to wear a mask. Maybe you want to stay home, stay safe, whatever it is. But we're not going to shut down the state in order for us to cater to those people that feel that way because freedom and personal choice must be protected. And so as governor that first week, we will make sure we're protecting freedom and personal choice when it comes to all of those COVID restrictions. And we will supply the actual real science and data mm. so that people can make those best educated decisions for that individual risk assessment. Well, and the good thing that good thing that uh, doctors and health officials are starting to come out and give that real science and that real data because we really just haven't had access to it because they've shut they've silenced everybody who's trying to get it out they've destroyed their lives they've ruined their careers they've doxxed them they've 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 brought lawsuits up against them and made them spend tens of thousands of dollars and and bankrupted them like they're like they're doing other political opponents like Roger Stone and others and you know locking political prisoners up I mean we like you said it's everybody wants to be a lion until it's time to do lion stuff. I I think we have more lions uh, prowling around this country right now than we've ever had. It's time to unify. It's time to figure out a way to get everybody together. One thing that I told you prior to this interview right now is the Republican, we in the Republican Party were in a very unique situation because we're trying to fight to get these rhinos and these bad characters and these bad apples out of the Republican Party in, in, in a very short window of time because we have elections coming up. But nobody trusts the elections because of what happened on November Third, 2020. You said you were outside the TCF Center on November 3rd. Um, talk a little bit about what you experienced, what you witnessed, 
what we know now, looking hindsight being 2020, and what you're going to do in Michigan to restore voter confidence and to get rid of all the fraud and get rid of all the bad actors. What would you, I mean, how can you do that? Yeah, make a quick comment here when you mentioned, you know, the, the fighting against the rhinos and uniting and all that stuff. I think it's important that people understand that this is not about one particular political party or the other. This is the elite ruling class versus those of us that want to keep freedom and personal choice as the foundation of our country. Amen. They want to continue to divide us based on skin color, vaccinated, not vaccinated, all these other things to keep us divided. We must find ways to unite behind behind the message of do you want freedom or do you want the elite ruling class to destroy us? So that's important that we can encourage more people to be lions. And when we look at the election, it's both parties that are playing a role in this, which is a very sad situation. We have those complicit elite ruling class mentalities, the ones that are bought and paid for uh, that stole that last election. And when I was outside the TCF Center, uh, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, you know, we hosted different rallies. We brought a few different speakers in. We were outside making a bunch of noise. Uh, I actually, with another gentleman, was uh, we were in uh, confrontation with, with a BLM Antifa group uh, until a whole bunch of other patriots showed up. But it was very confrontational. Uh, they were there instigating, agitating like they normally do. But, you know, we saw all, you know, the stuff. We don't need to go into it. Right, right. All the cardboard boxes, everything else. It's all super suspicious. And the Democrats spent four years with Trump. Oh, Russia, 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 all this collusion. Right. And then this is the safest election in, in all of our history. And they won't even take a look at it. It's sickening to see the state of both political parties. Look, I'm not for any one group. I'm not against any one group. What I am for is... America. What I'm for is doing the right thing, the constitutional thing, and doing it for the people. And if somebody wants to get behind that message and do the right thing, I'm right there to work with them. And if they're going to do the wrong thing, I'm there to call them out as well. Leadership runs to and doesn't run away from. It's time the Lions run to the problems no matter where they're at and confront it where they're at and fight this. Look, the elections are going to be tough to secure moving forward. We have a citizen's initiative coming out very soon for a full forensic audit. And I think we're going to have something coming out soon in order to try to get enough signatures to ban these voting machines in 2020. We're working diligently, and we need more people involved. Well, funny you say that, because my next question was going to be to you, and I've asked others in, in your state how, how to do this, um, is who is ultimately in charge, right? Because there's got to be one person, one group, Secretary of State's office, maybe the Secretary of State herself, um, hopefully she's gone too soon. Um, who is in charge in Michigan of deciding what you, how you vote? Do you have machines? Do you do it by paper? I mean, who's in charge? Who can make that final call in the state of Michigan? The legislature has all of that control, even though the Michigan legislature has been weak and they're acting like they don't have that control and that authority. I know there is a few good legislators in there that are fighting for the right things. As a whole, it's not being brought to the forefront. But really, the legislature maintains that control and has the ability to maneuver and operate inside this space. The trouble is with putting legislation in place for election integrity, the governor's not, not going to sign it. That's why it needs to fall on the people, and maybe even at the county level versus the state level. I know Macomb County is looking to do a full forensic audit out there. There's a couple of the counties I've spoke with that are trying to get the electronic voting machines uh, banned there. Local levels is extremely important as well in order to try to get some some progress and maneuver there. But 
you know, to answer your question directly, it's the legislature that controls all of those components of the election. And it's sad that they're not taking strong, concisive, direct action against all of these things in order to secure the American voting system, which is the foundation of our constitutional republic. Without that, we're China. Now, how, now how well do you know the the members of the Michigan legislature legislative body how well I mean do you have you have you spent any time with them do you have any relationships there do you know who the bad apples are for sure and who do you know who's who who, who needs to be put on front street and be put on blast for all of us to call them thousands at a time and make sure that we get our voice heard like who in Michigan uh, it, it are the bad apples in the legislative body that we need to focus on removing right now like yesterday yeah. I, and I do have relationships with many of them. I don't know all the legislators, uh, and I have not had uh, personal conversations with all the ones that I, <clears throat> that I do know. Uh, recently, Ed McBroom put out a uh, uh, a report saying that there was no election fraud and <laughs> this whole thing, while at the same time admitting the fact that he didn't have all of the evidence, choosing to ignore what Matt DiPerno has to share with them. People like Mike Shirky, uh, they're refusing to do the audit. We hand-delivered all of these affidavits that give any elector in Michigan the right to demand constitutionally, the state of Michigan constitution, to demand a full forensic audit. Uh, they're choosing to ignore that. So getting on the phone and, and uh, finding uh, ways to connect with Mike Shirky and, and express that you want the audit done, Jason Wentworth, the Speaker of the House as well, those are the two that have the control of what bills come in front of the House and come in front of the Senate and what gets done and what doesn't get done. So those are really the people we need to look at going after uh, and, and flip on the encouraging side. Hey, we're encouraging you to do this uh, and encourage it in a very, uh, a, a very matter of fact, demanding way that this is what we want to happen. We delivered all those affidavits and they still did nothing. Uh, and so that's a, a very sad situation. I know Steve Cara is putting together an audit bill. Uh, and just last night, I heard that there were some things that happened recently where we're making that stronger. And I think we're pulling more legislators on board because they're understanding that that's what the people want. Look, if the legislators don't want to get on board with an audit, they will be primaried and they will be removed in 2022. Well, here's the thing, though. Here, here's the thing, though, is 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 and everybody has the same question primaried how if you live in a state that's so corrupt um and and if and if you know if you know that they're stealing the democrat uh, side um away from the republican side then you know that dang dang well that the rhinos this uniparty that you've just spoke of is obviously in on a lot of it on the on the republican side when are these guys like uh ed mcbroom and mike shirky and, and the, when are they all up for for re-election i believe I believe in 2022, Shirky's term might go to 2024. I'll have to double check on that one to see. But the House goes every two years and the Senate every four. Uh, and then they get termed out after two terms in each. Um, and I know, I believe McBroom's going for another term. But you're absolutely right, Jeremy. And that's the challenge right there. I mean, how do you know? How do you primary? How do you go after them without having true election integrity? Going back to local politics is so important and finding the right players there. Uh, and while we have a red legislature, trying to find that citizens initiative that can remove the Dominion voting machines, electronic voting machines, uniform ballot printing, ID required on absentee ballots. I mean, we have a very short window of when this can happen. And every day the time is ticking further and further uh, away from the 2020 election and closer to the 2022 election. So let me ask you this. And, and, and you know, of course, I know you... Uh, 
people have tried to get you on the show before. I know that your people have reached out before, and I never, I, I, I just never saw it. You know, lost an email. I wish I'd have gotten you on before. Um, uh, but seeing how you're the, the the second candidate running for governor that I've interviewed on this show, and I think I think Garrett's a great guy. Garrett has nice things to say about you. I don't know how well you know each other, but a lot of people in this comment section. I don't mean to make this about Garrett Saldano and not Ryan Kelly, but there's a lot of people asking the same thing, and that is. With all these great candidates, how do we not split the vote? How do we not split the vote? Now, I don't want to say, well, you know, it's hard to say, right? But how do you guys, how do you candidates in this in states like Michigan where you have such great people, how do you guys work together for the good of, of all? And how do you decide who steps aside when? If the, if, the, if the establishment is not backing you guys, which we know that who they're backing, right? How do you guys... How do you guys work this out and, and not split the vote? I think it's a very valid question, and I'd love to hear your answer on that because I'm going to ask a Garrett as well. We have a primary that comes up in August of 2022, and all of the different GOP gubernatorial candidates that have all of their signatures and get onto the ballot, which those are due next April. So you have to have 15,000 ballot signatures turned in by next April, and then you're officially a candidate on the ballot. As of right now, Michigan doesn't have any GOP candidates that are on the ballot, which that's going to be changing very soon. Right. Myself and our other candidates are doing great. Anyways, that gives that's going to narrow down the playing field to probably four, maybe five candidates come next April. So May, June, July, there's going to be probably a small number of candidates. At that point, we need to have uh, debates. And I've already said that I'm willing to do a debate with any of the candidates. I'll grab the microphone with any of the candidates because Michigan deserves to know the difference between the candidates, who stands for what, truly who's going to fight. And, and I'm always going to speak truth and put that out there. Uh, and and I, that's something Michigan deserves. So we're going to have that. But after the primary, just one person will be chose. And now the question is, is anybody going to be as an independent if they don't get picked as the GOP nominee? Mm. Um, and you need different amounts of signatures for that. So to run for it as an independent looks different than running as the candidate. And I don't know that anybody is is gearing up to run as an independent at this point. So if we don't win, not win the primary, you can't just jump in and run as an independent. So we're going to have to either get behind that person or cause more division, try to be a, right, a write-in candidate, which is hopeless, right? Right. Um, so there's no reason time, effort, energy into that. So we'll have just one person, and, and it's going to come down to working really hard, getting out there, boots on the ground, meeting with people, looking them in the eyes, shaking their hands, getting out and doing the things when the media is working against us and the establishment's working against us in order to gain enough support to be that person. If we can get uh, a secure election in the primary as well as in the general general election. Well, Michigan is a very important state to all of us. Uh, it's a great state, and uh, again, what happens in Michigan affects all of us nowadays, the way the world works, and uh, we're all going to be keeping an eye on that. Before I let you go, I want to ask you one more question. Are you a... Do you feel that President Trump is the leader of the Republican Party moving forward, and do you support and back President Trump's America First agenda? Yeah, great question. <laughs> Grab something here real quick. Um, this is my brochure here. Let's flip this open. There's the picture on the inside, right? Let's just start off with that. We know who that picture is there. Uh, look, the, the Republican Party is America first. Uh, the Republican Party is sick of the same old go along to get along. We've had enough with the sellouts. We've had enough of the rhinos. And yes, moving forward, people want 
America first, and in Michigan, they want Michigan first. My entire platform, I'm going to open up the brochure again, Michigan first policy agenda. I announced my... I travel around the state of Michigan, Michigan first, America first, aligned together. People are, they're, they're done with uh, the party the way that it's been ran in the past. We're sick of our upholding their oath to protect our constitutional rights. We're sick of the Republicans that are weak on the Constitution, that want to always give in and compromise. We're done with that. We have to find and identify good, strong candidates, those lions willing to step out right now and put up a fight for our country or we lose our country. And yes, 100% behind Donald Trump and the things that he has done. And if he runs in 2024, I'll be behind him. If he doesn't and he decides to go somewhere else, then, hey, I support him on whatever that path is there. We just need to, and you mentioned in the beginning of the show, the best is yet to come. The best is not about Donald Trump. The best is about you, Jeremy, me, and all the other people that are sick of this nonsense that are going to step up, save Michigan, save America, and not put up with the BS anymore. That's the best that's yet to come. We the people is not one person. It's not one party. It's people like you and I, normal, everyday people that are sick of the crap, and we're going to step up and save our country before it's destroyed by a bunch of communists that hate America and what it's all about. It's that time to save the Constitutional Republic. Let's go. And see, this is why... If you notice, your interview here is a little bit different than it is on other stations, right? I want you to talk about who you are, what you want, and I want people to get a real sense of who you are. Because, let's face it, nowadays, we can see right through it. You're either a politician or a public servant, okay? And uh, and that's why I have interviews that are so long and we have so in-depth and we, and we talk like normal human beings because I want people to see who you really are. And they can make their best... Uh, they can make their best judgment on what they think and what they see and trust their gut. Um, before I let you go, Ryan, you want to uh, please let people know where they can where they can see more, read more, find out more about you, donate, or even get involved on your campaign. Yeah, appreciate that. So the website, ryandkelly.com. I don't know if you have a little chat or something. Yep, I do. Yep. Just so people can see that, ryandkelly.com. Read about us there. There's some information. The Michigan First Policy Agenda. All of the different points are laid out on there. I encourage you to go look at that. There's a big donate button on there. I'm not funded by special interest. I'm not funded by, um, you know, big packs or anything like that. All of my contributions have been from the people. If you want to see a fighter in 2022, I'd rather have five bucks from a million people than a million bucks from five people. Chip in what you can. There's a spot on there to volunteer, different things available, depending on what you want to be engaged in. Collecting signatures is one of the things that we're working on right now. I'm on Facebook. I got a TikTok following. I'm on Twitter. The trolls love me on Twitter. <laughs> I go read those comments if you like that kind of entertainment. Uh, we're on Gab, Getter, a few other of the social medias out there. Telegram, I'm on there. So you can find us all over the place and, and get information that way and uh, come meet me at an event all around Michigan, right? I'm, I'm traveling and doing, you know, between six and ten events every week, six days a week, and would love to come uh, and meet people in person. That's my favorite thing is to meet people, look them in the eye, shake their hands, and say, what does a better Michigan look like to you, and how are we going to fight this thing together? I want to be the lion that can encourage them to be lions in their lives and in their communities as well.
Well, thank you a lot, Ryan. I appreciate it. God bless you. We'll have you back on again to see the progress that you're making. That's the key. Get out there with the people. Let the people make their best uh, decision on who they want to to fight uh, Whitmer. But I would agree. I mean, I would I would think that all of you who, who I'm talking to in the end uh, want to just remove her. And that's the goal. And make America great again. Make Michigan great again. Hey, God bless you, Ryan. Uh, good luck out there. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, buddy? Thanks, sir. Take care. God all right. Bless. God bless. See you later. All right, folks, there you go for Michigan. Now, I know a lot of people um, that aren't from Michigan are like, hey, man, let's get on with the news. But this is important. This is important for these swing states. And Michigan happens to be a swing state. It's important to find out who these people are because, ladies and gentlemen, because if you don't find out who these people are and you put the wrong person in, what happens in Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Wisconsin, it affects the rest of us, even me in little old New Hampshire, okay, even me in little old New Hampshire, I've met two great candidates for Michigan, actually I met three great candidates for Michigan, all of them have a little bit of a different style, all of them have a little bit of different personality, I really do believe that the three that I know and the three that I've interviewed all want the best for the people of Michigan, it's important to make sure that we talk to these people, it's important to see People who have a regular everyday life running for office. Now, will Ryan Kelly be the best for Michigan? I don't know. Will Garrett Saldano be the best for Michigan? I don't know. Will Tudor Dixon be the best for Michigan? I don't know. That's why we do these things. But don't worry, folks. I still got more to talk about. I know I'm running a little late. The morning shows seem to run a little late, and that's okay because there's a lot of stuff to go through. Okay? So let's get right back to it real quick here. Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Steve Shukri. Steve Shukri, he needs to step forward and he needs to start telling the truth publicly of what happened. Okay? I have new audio, new audio from Steve Shukri himself. Now, Steve Shukri is part of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Steve Shukri is also a little, um, a little timid, a little bit of a coward, because he will not come forward with what was said on the audio that I'm about to play you in just a minute. And basically what a breakdown of it is, is that Steve Shukri was caught. He was caught, ladies and gentlemen, not only saying that there should be an audit, but that the audit that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors did in conjunction with the Secretary of State's office was nothing but BS. This is coming from a Maricopa County Board of Supervisors from a, from a supervisor on that board saying that the audits and the recounts that were already done by the county were nothing but BS and said that he supported an audit and talked to Karen Fan about it. This was all recorded privately in a, in a private conversation and the, and the audio is now out and he's got a lot of answering to do. So let's pull up the, let's pull up the audio again. Now I have a picture here that I will show you of him while the audio is playing. So you can kind of see and get an idea of who this guy is. Here we go. To make the county better. That was my point, too, is even if they don't have political aspirations beyond this and they're done, why allow this to now erase right. anything that exactly. you have accomplished? People I only focus people, on I want to take out Adrian Fontes, too, when we did it. I'm proud of that. Yeah. That guy's a scumbag. He is oh, a big yeah. scumbag. And and so let's. Why would we? Why would we stop? Why would we? Yeah, not? I don't know what happened to your colleagues. I don't either. 
but I'm hoping you can reel them back in. And if we can, if we can deliver to the masses a good message, then we can turn this whole ship around. And, that, yeah, that and if not, at least my conscience is clear that we tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> you right, know. Right. But we, I gotta tell you, I mean, you're as surprised about that as I am. Because remember what I said to Senator Fan, and ask her this, and remember what I said to Michelle and Eugenti. This isn't going to be a problem. Like I don't yeah. agree with. Me. Well, yeah, you told us that when we met yes. with Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I isn't going to be a problem. Sure and, 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 oh yeah, they'll. And, yeah. and Fan, <laughs> I said to Fan, "Hey, just as good measure, will you call everybody and say, hey, you know, you're supportive of them on it, and that would be great, including Iarno, which she did. Mm. Never in a million years." You know what I think it was, in hindsight? Gates got scared because he barely won. And Jack got scared because he only won by 200 votes. And if there was an honor and a recount, which is pretty bullshit, by the way, Okay. what would happen in those two races? And that is way too subservient. So there you go. He said... These guys in the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, these people that won their elections, won them so narrowly that they, that's why they're so afraid of having a f- forensic audit done because they know they wouldn't be there. They know, So basically, they know that there's fraud. They know that the exact vote counts are not the same vote counts that actually happened on November 3rd. And he's saying that the reason that they don't get this forensic audit done is because they'd be gone. And you've seen that one guy who won by 200 votes shaking hands with some CCP uh, operative there, some Chinese operative from the, from, the, uh, from the Chinese government. And he's saying that the reason why they never wanted to do the full forensic audit and why they didn't want to hand things over was because they're afraid of their own political lives. It's selfish. It's all selfishness. It's all wrong. It's all fraud. And we're going to expose every bit of it. We're going to expose every bit of it. That was Steve Chukri, Shukri, Chukri, however you want to say it. I think it's Chukri, Steve Chukri. That was Steve Chukri, who's part of the Board of Supervisors, saying that the audit was BS, the regular audit that they did. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors knew it was BS, and the reason why they didn't um, produce all of the subpoenaed uh, you know, Splunk logs, the, the the key fobs, and the routers was because they were trying to save their own butts. Trying to save their own butts. And now we have the uh, forensic audit report, the preliminary report, going public this Friday. And from what I understand, domino effect, ladies and gentlemen, domino effect after domino effect. I can't wait. Now let's go ahead and give the dumb dumb award of the day, shall we? Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, you Chinese operative, you CCP paid rhino scumbag. Yeah, throw it in that rhino bucket right there. Brad Raffensperger responded to President Trump's scathing letter to him saying, hey, you better get your poop in a group. Because because we're hot on your tail, and we're going to decertify this election. So what does scumbag Brad Raffensperger do? He runs right to CNN. Of course. Because why wouldn't a rhino who's part of the Uniparty run to CNN in order to answer Donald Trump's letter? The greatest part about this video, if you can read between the lines, is how much the CNN reporter, excuse me, CNN talk show host is melting down 
like straight melting down. Has no idea what to say about this letter. Thinks it's ridiculous. Has no idea what's about to happen. And melts down. And then, of course, Brad Raffensperger, you know, says, I don't know when President Trump, at some level, he's got to understand that he lost this election. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Let's play this, shall we? Watch the CNN reporter melt down. Out front tonight, decertify the election. That is the demand coming from none other than the former president, Donald Trump. And it comes in a new letter to Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. The secretary is out front exclusively tonight to respond for the first time to Trump's new attempt to overturn the results of the election <coughs> early 11 months after the election. Watch it. So Trump claims in his letter that there is a new report of invalid ballots and says, quote, I would respectfully request that your department check this, and if true, along with many other claims of voter fraud and voter irregularities, start the process of decertifying the election, or whatever the correct legal remedy is, and announce the true winner. Now, I just want to be clear that that letter was sent three days ago. The election, of course, was 321 days ago. <laughs> the election results have been certified and audited again and again, and the true winner is still Joe Biden. Trump did not win 321 days ago in Georgia, and there has been zero evidence since to change that. Okay, let me stop that right there. Let me stop. Audited, re-audited, and recounted again and again. Um, they, <laughs> they recounted the votes that they certified. They then recounted the votes that they certified. They then did an audit, which produced the same count as the count and the recount of the very same votes they certified. What this dummy CNN TV show host doesn't understand is that the audit, the re-audit, the recount, whatever you want to call it, was all counting the same things over and over again. There was never a forensic audit done. And then when the dummy claims that there's no evidence, um, what do you call the proof that's already been put out by Arizona alone? What do you call the proof of what happened up in Antrim County when they found that there was a 67% error rate when there's only by law supposed to be a 1% error rate? You know what I mean? Like, these people are just so delusional, and this is why they have no idea. They're so stupid. Literally, they're just, that's the only word for them. They are so stupid that they don't even understand what is happening. They don't understand what's coming for them. They don't understand the truth because they've rejected the truth, and they're only doing what the teleprompter tells them to do. And, of course, they hate Trump. They all have TDS. But let's move on with her meltdown. In fact, in Georgia, just the state of Georgia alone, they have performed three recounts and numerous investigations. So not only is the letter baseless, <laughs> but it again shows that Trump doesn't care at all about the rule of law. In fact, he <laughs> refers to Joe Biden as an illegitimate president. Um, let's talk about that rule of law for a minute real quick, shall we? The rule of law, let's go back to the most basic rule of law, what happens to this 2020 election, okay? You ready? Are you ready? Here we go for the... That was false and fake and never happened. For all the fake news people out there. You cannot circumvent and go outside or around the state legislative body in any of the United States and make or, or amend or change the state's election laws. Period. That is the rule of law. Talk about Dominion all you want. Talk about mail-in ballots. Talk about counting ballots for weeks afterward. Talk about that all you want. Go ahead. Go down that rabbit hole. Come back and tell me what you ultimately find is that we're right there too. But let's just go back to the most basic rule of law, which is in each state, the legislative body has plenary power and exclusive power to make and enforce 
election laws. The Secretary of State can't change them. The Governor can't change them. The State Supreme Court can't change them. Nobody can change, amend, or in any way uh, circumvent the state legislator when it state legislative body when it comes to election election laws. And they changed these election rules. And counted votes way past the deadline of when they were supposed to. Took votes in that they weren't supposed to take. Went outside the chain of command, which they weren't allowed to do. And they, they changed these laws in each one of these states that they had no power to do. So for this dummy, that is your uh, rule of law that you don't want to follow. Let's continue to talk to this idiot. There is already an ongoing criminal investigation into Trump's earlier attempts to pressure Raffensperger to overturn the election. If you don't remember why, you may want to refresh your memory, because it's partly because of this call that Trump made to Raffensperger on January 2nd, while Trump was still president. All I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. No, he did not win the state. Yeah, he did. Up front now, the Republican <laughs> Secretary of State. Hey, you can't Georgia prove that he didn't. Who is also the author of an upcoming book about the election. Oh, that's why. Trump for the facts on the vote, and his book is called Integrity Counts. <laughs> well, we're not going to go ahead and watch that, but you know what? I got an airhead to give away. I got an airhead to give away. I got to give the airhead award right there in that AOC bucket. I got to have the airhead award today to give to, to this, this, this woman on CNN. I mean, just straight stupid, melting down, has no idea what the rule of law even is, and is scared. That's what that is right there. You see stress, and you see you see a person who's scared. You see a weak, feeble um, uh, CNN employee who has no idea what she's talking about. Has no idea what she's talking about. And they're going to be blindsided. And it's going to hurt. And it's going to hurt bad. Okay, they're probably end up gonna they're 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 gonna need some depends on the set that day because they're gonna be needing to wear adult diapers. That's what's going to happen. Now, speaking of people who are completely blindsided and have no idea what they're talking about or what they're going to do in the future, what do you do when your main arm of destruction turns against you? What do you do as the Democrat Party when BLM Black Lives Matter turns against you? And starts attacking you for your very your very own tyrannical rules. Because that's what's happening. BLM made good on their promise yesterday and they went back to this restaurant. Okay? BLM made good on their promise. Went back to Carmine's restaurant on the uh, in Manhattan. And protested the restaurant for, for them uh, uh, apparently uh, using a racial slur to uh, one of the... Um, one of the three women that came there to eat and didn't want to pr produce their vaccine passport. I wouldn't either. Shout out to them. I, I want to hold a fist up to you for that one. Right? Because you're, you're, you're starting to get it. You're starting to understand. Now, where they went completely off the rails here is that BLM was like, they're racially targeting people, uh, using COVID to racially target, racially target black Americans and African Americans, which I don't even like saying that word because they're Americans. They're just happen to be darker color than us. Anyway, long story short, that is where Hawk Newsom and the BLM chapter here in New York gets it wrong. Newsflash, like I said yesterday, they're coming after all of us. It don't matter if you're white, brown, black, blue, or purple. But it's nice to see the BLM actually turn on the leftists for a change. What are they going to do when this grows? Because this is going to grow. This is going to grow. Because people see something and they want to do it too. And the rest of the BLM chapters, they're going to start doing this as well. 
because they're going to feel like they're being racially targeted. Let's play the video real quick of last night. This happened last night while I was live for the second show. Oh, I got to pull the video back up here for you. Now, do I agree with BLM's method? No, but it is nice to watch people, watch them eat their own, isn't it? Cancel Carmines. Now, while I don't like to see the division and the and the bad stuff that's happening in this uh, in this country, it is nice to see the left turn on each other and eat their own, isn't it? Jeremy, how fast can this decertification take? I'll be forced to vax before November third. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Decertification when it will start happening will be will be early 2022 to mid 2022. So you can you can you can bet that you've seen how long it lasted with Arizona. I don't believe it'll last that long with with uh, Georgia and Pennsylvania once the proof comes out about Arizona, but you're definitely in for a few months of fighting. Um, and even when we get to the decertification, then we got to deal with the constitutionality part of it of, of, okay, we don't have 270, it must go back to the states, then the states have to litigate and mitigate and all that other stuff. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. It, it's not going to be tomorrow. But it could be. That's the other thing. We just don't know when it's going to be. That's why we got to keep our foot on the gas. That's why we got to continue to keep red-pilling people, waking people up. And this report that's going to come out on Friday will have... We'll set the tone for how long we're, we're uh, how long of a fight we have moving forward. Okay, it'll set the tone. So let's see what happens on Friday. Let's see what happens on Friday. Big shout out to Marjorie Taylor Greene as well. I want to play you one uh, audio from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Again, a lot of people go. I don't know why she keeps uh, introducing articles of impeachment if if uh, it's not going to go anywhere. Hey, she's doing what nobody else is doing. She is out there as a freshman congresswoman doing what nobody else is doing and i applaud her for this regardless of where it goes because remember these articles can be picked back up next year if all else fails so i want to play this for you and i want to say big shout out to her because she's fighting whether you agree with her or whether you don't agree with her she's fighting so let's go ahead and play this audio shall we i've introduced articles of impeachment on president joe biden the reason why I've done so is for his disgraceful actions having to do with Afghanistan, abandoning Americans, arming and terrorist nation, the Taliban, which is treason, giving aid and comfort to our enemies. But also, I've also introduced articles of impeachment for the national security crisis created at our southern border, which today is actually being invaded. But heading into this week, perhaps the most evil and disgusting thing that is going to happen in this 117th Congress is the bill that's going to be introduced that makes it a federal law to allow abortion up until the day of birth. This wall says, in God we trust. And if that is the case, then this Congress will reject this evil bill and protect the innocent unborn. If this nation becomes a nation where we have such a federal law that can kill a baby up until the day of birth, then God will no longer provide protection in his grace over America. Thank you. I yield the remainder of my time. Now, whether you think that her fight goes anywhere or whether you don't, she's out there fighting for this country, and she's keeping God in the mix the entire time. And that will pay off. 
God will answer our prayers and God will bless with victory and justice. Victory and justice. The question you must ask yourself is where's Kevin McCarthy? Where's Mitch McConnell? Where are Republicans? Where are they? Hmm? Good question to keep asking yourself. All we can do is continue to fight every day to overturn this election. It's all we can do. Put our trust in God. The minute you stop, the minute you slow down, the minute we've already lost. So keep it up, patriots. Keep exposing, keep being loud, and keep doing what God has brought you to do in this very time in this, in, in, uh, on, in this country. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you joining in every single day. I appreciate your donations, your support. Um, remember, there are, if you buy any hat up until Saturday morning, or for, at the end of Friday, I should say, you get a free Dum Dum Squad t-shirt. Please let me know what size in the note section that you would like. We do have limited sizes, so just so, just so you know. And uh, go to JeremyHerald.com for everything else. Remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please share the video if you haven't. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, for more Live from America. And I'll see if we can bring in Ben Berkwam from the border to get some exclusive footage of what he's seeing and what's going on down there today. All right? God bless you.